RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Well, the story broke last week that some properties in New Plymouth are looking at, well, fantastic rates rises. Well, not fantastic if, if you're the people subject to the rises, but fantastic in terms of how much some of these rates are going up. Over 100% next year for some properties under a proposal being voted on next week. It seems that most residential properties would see rates increases up to a maximum of 30%. Farms and industrial properties could face even steeper rates rises. And New Plymouth District Councillor Max Bruff is not really a happy man. And uh, he joins us to talk about this. Max, thanks for making some time for us on Reality Check Radio. Thanks for having me. Okay, so these are what look like eye-watering figures. Normally, rates increases are like 1%, 2%, 3%, and even then people get grumpy. Uh, When did you find out that in your area you're talking about rates increases of these magnitudes? Um, We've had a little bit of information dribbled through to us, but no hard numbers. Um, Our council agenda got put up on Thursday for our Thursday afternoon for our meeting next Tuesday. And at that point, us common councillors discovered, um, myself leading the charge for a few of them, that this was happening. Um, And to be honest, I I can't stomach it. I just can't. We can't do this to people. Just flat out can't. So there's no real notice. No one knew this was coming. I guess people thought there would be rises. There's inflation about. But is this like out of the blue even for you? The magnitude of them it is. We we were hinted to us during workshops and at different times we were having some broad discussions about about rates and where to from where we are um, that, that there would be some big increases. But there was nothing ever disclosed to this level of I mean, it's, every now, every time you do the rates, you get you get a few. You know, you get a few that properties that get a big jump through natural causes. Or, but this is a failure of the system. And what we've done is we've preset the rates that are going to go up for everyone to twelve point six percent, which, incidentally, is amongst the highest in the country with Timaru. And then we go and change, get the property revaluations come through. And this is done at the later part of the process, and this is what's caused the problem, that with everybody's property valuations that have come through, it's tipped the balance way out of, or tipped the scale way out of balance for these people. And we're not just talking one or 10 or 100 or 1,000. We're talking talking close to 20,000 out of our 40,000 properties. It's nearly half of them are affected to some degree with this. You've got to ask the question, can you rely on these valuations? Can you actually rely on them? Well, we have to because that's the model. The law says that we have to rely on the valuations that are provided. So so we have to. But who provides them? Quotable value. So a professional valuers provide the service to the councils all around the country. It's been the it's been the norm for a long time. Property values have been going down though. They've been going up in New Plymouth. I'm glad you brought that up. So here's my point for people that are listening around the country if we've got time. We do. Is under the provision of the law, the Rating Act, people can object to the valuation of their property and they will have to pay if, to have it revalued and they can lodge that. And because their values have gone down, 
that gets retrospectively applied to the last day of the last rating year and it takes effect for the current rating year that you're in. So if you get this one of these horrible valuations wherever you live in this country and you believe your property values have gone down, then you go along and you ask for a revaluation and you will leave your council stranded high and dry with a shortfall on their rates and that is what I'll be advocating on Tuesday next week. That'll be one of the things I'll be advocating for that people do here. Yeah, because okay, you can you can say that uh, technically a property's worth so much, but if you advertise it and it sits there for six months and doesn't sell, what's it worth? Yeah, well, that's property. Property is worth what somebody is prepared to pay for. And I think they call it a willing buyer, willing seller. That's a different process than setting valuations for rating. They're two distinctly different processes. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking what's fair, actually, in reality, what what is fair to people who are already struggling with the cost of living. I don't disagree with you. And that was one of the discussions that we we never really had properly is, is rates are part of the CPI basket for the country. We're contributing. We're feeding this rate this CPI increase monster by putting our rates up so high. We're feeding into it. We shouldn't be doing that. I want to have you break down as much as you can what properties are going to be hit with what sort of increases. But um, I'm wondering, next logical question is, is the district council um, cutting its its cloth to mitigate <laughs> against these i mean are we seeing a 12 to 30 100 percent? you're never going to get that but decrease in the costs of delivering whatever is delivered in the big picture to you're a funny man aren't you well yeah <laughs> so part I mean, of the how reason- can you sail on into the sunset as if nothing's happened at one on one side and then have the handout for as much as you can get on the other that's, that's the council and the government way. Have you not been looking around this country for the last 30 or 40 years, Paul? That's yeah. how we do it here. But, you know. I mean, if I was a rate payer, that'd be the first question. What are you cutting? Yeah. I, can't, I can't give you the right answer for that because I'd be, I'm one of those people asking that question. So, so we don't cut anything, we just add to it. And that's, that's actually one of the fundamental causes of the problem is we just keep on. With, and, and I've just written an opinion article that's about to be published in one of the local um, rural magazines here. Um, and basically it's around the fundamentals of rates and how rates is considered as a wealth tax. And if you own a property, you're considered to be wealthy. Now, if you look at, if you look at the basic human right of everybody has a right to have a, a roof over their head, how can that mean that you're considered wealthy? There's something fundamentally wrong in our system, isn't there? So there's an assumption that property owners are wealthy and they can afford it no matter what. Yeah, and that's actually been proven. That's case law, and that was set down in 1996 by Wellington City Council versus Woolworths. Um, there's been another one recently with Auckland City Council, the bed tax that's just had a final a final tick for the council. So basically they say if you own a property, you're wealthy and you will pay, and you will pay whatever we want to keep our services running at whatever level we deem fit. And that's the long and the short of it. So your fellow councillors, where do they sit in this? Well, I'm a newbie, right? Let's not, let's not make any mistake about this. I've only been there for six months and they consider I have a lot to learn. Right. Um, some of them are sympathetic. Some of them feel like the system is is grinding them down or has ground them down. Um, they don't know. 
they don't know what to do with it. I think Wayne Brown, Wayne Brown had a, a summary, a throwaway line recently, uh, something about financially illiterate councillors he had to work with. I, I hope that my councillors in New Plymouth that I'm working with are the financially literate ones, not the illiterate ones. Yeah, but they're there to represent the ratepayers. <laughs> no, no. You've, mis- you've misunderstood the precept of all of this. Okay. We're, we're, elected, we're elected to represent the whole district of which the ratepayers are one portion. Yeah, but they do the major funding, right? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's your duty as a ratepayer, and this is don't. I'm not advocating for it, but mm. as a ratepayer, your duty is to fund the local society's wants and needs. That's your duty. You're deemed wealthy because you own property. Yeah, but those who are paying the bills need to should, be considered. Should be. I mean, you, so, you know. So my philosophy is we need to treat people's funds with respect. That's the underlying core function of people that are spending public money. You have to treat that with respect, the utmost respect. Okay, so if if the region was to lower its overhead, are there areas of of cutbacks that could be done reasonably, you know, painlessly? People really wouldn't notice. What are some of the areas? That well, that's the exercise they go through. So, so they go through that exercise, or purportedly go through that exercise every year when they do it. They look at what they can cut back, and and there's four levers that you can have as a council. One is you can increase the rates. Um, to cover the, the needs and wants. You can cut back the delivery of services. You can try and modify what your local community's needs and wants are, which is very, very difficult because that's always a, a fast-moving target and very hard to pin down. Well, the last the last lever you have is you can, you can be like, we can be like Henry Ford 100 years ago. You can introduce some continual improvement to your to your um, organisation, and you can you can look for better, smarter, faster ways to deliver stuff. And this is what actually this is what anyone in business does who has to survive. And this is what the bureaucracy doesn't have to do because they don't have the driver that someone in business has. So we we look at the t- we look at only ever two things: we look at cutting services or putting rates up. We don't look at any of the rest. Councils inevitably don't look at the rest of it. It's too hard. So are you talking about like efficiency gains that could be made, doing things more sensibly? Yes, um, practically. But we've, we've gone to a model. One of the problems that we have with our cost blowouts now, I believe, um, is we've gone to a model where we have uh, managers and we manage projects and we manage services. We don't actually do any work in, in New Plymouth. I, I think most councils... We don't do any work? Well, we don't have people out. We have people going and cutting the lawn and tending the flowers, but that's the end of it. We don't actually do any work. We carry around cups of coffee, clipboards, and hard hats when, we, when they go out, and they don't do any work. So we employ managers who then go and they, they work out what we need to have done, and then they go to the manager in the contract writing division, and they write a contract that they put out for tender, and then we, we put it out for tender to companies that employ managers to manage the staff that are going to do the job. Now, you tell me why you tell me why our costs are blowing out. Once upon a time, we had, we had a manager who managed the works department, and they did it. So we've padded up the middle. I take it you don't have a works department now. It's all contracted to 
most councils are like that. We have a parks. In New Plymouth, we still have a local parks. But we, we employ city care, and I'm not going to be careful here, but we employ city care who are a division of Christchurch City Council to look after our water. Oh, that's interesting. Why would we do that? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Because uh, we're stupid. <laughs> okay, so there are just layer upon layer of drones, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's why I shaved my hair, Paul. Okay, was that in some sort of protest, Max? It was. I'm, I'm protesting the inefficiency of our council, and they have to look at me as a little gentle reminder every time we have a meeting that there's that idiot again. He shaved his head and we're going to look at his ugly mug. <laughs> so because you're a newbie, do they kind of disregard you? Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, but I haven't, I'm haven't. i still learning the ropes, you know, how, how, to, how to win in a, in a room full of equals. Now, in terms of the residents sort of finding out about this, what sort of reaction do you anticipate? I'd, I'd be a little revved up if I was one of them, but that's just me. I've suggested on Radio New Zealand the other day that, um, that some of them may be out sharpening their pitchforks. Um, I'm not sure that I'm allowed to say something like that in the country we live in now. Mm. Someone accused me, one of my colleagues said, you're sounding a bit Donald Trumpy in there. Um, yeah, but you, you're going you're gonna to get anger, aren't you? You are. We already have anger. And, and one of the unintended consequences for people at the moment of releasing this information that was on the public arena but no one was watching is, is people are really concerned. So we've had some emails come in from some elderly ratepayers that they're struggling to cope with it, and they don't know. We we don't know ourselves. Nobody knows yet who's going to be affected. So you're, you're looking in this limbo until the rates come out next month. You don't know if you're going to be one of them getting a 30% or a 50% or a 100% increase. And you can't do that to people. So, yeah, I imagine in, in the case of elderly residents, they've been probably living in their home, many of them for a long time, and, and just through years of paid them off or have very tiny mortgages, whatever, they're not wealthy because no, that, that's life model, they have a fixed it? income, most yeah, of them probably yeah. every week, and, yeah. and that's not wealth unless you you force them out of their house. So what is that? Who, who are we helping by doing this? If we're forcing those people out of those houses they've lived in all their life, all we're doing is we're transferring that to someone who can pay and we're putting those people somewhere they don't want to live. What, what problem have we solved? Well, it's That's immoral, a bit, actually. It is immoral, absolutely immoral. It's, it's worse than that. It's, it's, it's borderline coercion. Well, it's not caring for people, is it? Oh, well, that's not Especially when you're kind. not prepared to lower your overhead. I mean, as that's long right. as the, the water's flowing, thanks to Christchurch, um, as long as the rubbish is being picked up, the basic thanks stuff's to, being done. Everything else to, is nice to have, isn't it? The rubbish is being picked up thanks to a Chinese-owned corporation. Thanks very much. Well, you're lucky you've got them. Well, I don't know. We went to Sicily last year, and we are probably because the amount of rubbish since they've shut the mafia down, the amount of rubbish around that island is absolutely disgraceful to us as a species. It's everywhere. Right. But the point is there must be so much that can be cut. Um, I think we just need we need to review the model. Once upon a time, it was it was um, proposed that business could deliver the the uh, services much more efficiently than a than a bureaucratic model. 
um, and they can. There's, oh, you get no argument from me about that. Business people can deliver services much more economically than than a government and a bureaucracy. The problem is now we've got that many layers of management between, like I said before, to get the services delivered, that that model was no longer fit for purpose, and that's what we've got to look at. Well, what, what do you change, though? Do you change the model or do you change the way the council is structured, the staffing configuration? Sounds yeah, like both. Yeah, both, both, both of those. Yeah, yeah, both of those. Yeah. Yeah, fairly simple. I mean, any any corporate goes through that as a every part of their ten years when they get too bloated, they have to go through a slumming down process and, and weed out a whole lot of the middle management and and get things running again because the shareholders are clamouring at their at their meetings. Yeah, well, they listen to the shareholders, though. Some of them, not very often. Okay, is the rating system then fundamentally sort of broken on the wheel in this day and age now? Sort of a yeah. quaint thing from the past. Well, I think that's why the government are looking at it. Um, and I'm not sure they're looking at it with the right lens, but, you know, the rating system can't carry on like it is. Um, we all, I think we all know that. The poll tax. <laughs> effectively, that's what we're doing with, with the three waters. We're actually effectively putting a, a de facto poll tax on that because everybody... Rather than just the, the property owners, that's going to get spread around all the tenants, and that's a that's a pseudo poll tax, yeah. some degree. Yeah. Okay, so how's this going to break down? We mentioned some figures at the start, and um, I have the information I have in front of me here is that uh, most residential properties will see increases to a maximum of thirty percent. I think you mentioned twelve percent. Is that is that the well, is that where it starts? So let's just look at our. Rate increase that they decided was 12.6%. Across the board, that was going to be the, the rate that they applied to last year's total that they need. So we need $100 million last year. This year, we need $112 million. That's going to get divided up against between all the rate pays. Um, in theory, that's quite simple, isn't it? It's, you know, everyone pays another 12.5%. Does that sound fair? If that's what you've decided? Yeah, it's probably too high for most people, but, yeah, that's fair in the way it works. Yeah, well. oh, yeah. But, but, but so that, that's the principle is that everyone, and that's the message that's been sold, everyone will pay 12.6% more than they did last year. Basically, that's the average of a, two cups of coffee a week instead of one. Apparently, yeah. that's how it was spun. Coffee's what's gone up, happened, though. Well, what's happened is they did that. We had that decision put before us as a council and there were three of us objected to it um, and we we soundly lost but we did that before we knew the effect of the new valuations on everybody's property that were late coming out so we set the we set that you can't go back on that I don't think right, legally um, so then the new rating valuations come out and hello wasn't what wasn't what they thought it would be, and it's not having the effect that they thought it would be. So now we've got 39% of the district's properties, 39%, that's a big number, are going up between 15 and 30%. Now that's 16,000 properties roughly. So what would that be as um, you know, an actual amount Maybe you don't know about it off the top. Well, I can't. I can't speak to that because everybody's depending on their land size. So we're still yeah. a land-based model, which is part of our problem. Right. Um, so, so well, the a dollar number I can't put on that. There are some scattered through our agenda, but it's that 
it's like picking your way through a minefield. You just, you know, you can't make head or tail of half of it. Um, and then the next, the next batch of people, and they, it's interesting because they said thirty nine percent of people are going to get this fifteen to thirty percent increase, and they don't like to put a number on that because that's a lot of properties. That's sixteen thousand properties. But the next band from thirty to fifty percent increase, they pitch it as seventeen hundred and I think seventeen thirty four properties. So oh. instead of calling it a percentage, they put a number on it. I can't quite figure out why they've done that. So that's that's a big that's a big difference. That's a big difference. So they put a, a number on the number of properties, but not a figure on percentage increase. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So the, is the that first, because the increase the first, is too scary? <laughs> I think so. No, no the, the next seventeen hundred properties are getting of thirty to fifty percent on seventeen hundred properties. Wow. Okay. So that's that's. I mean, that's 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 a lot of families, isn't it? You'd think. Where, where do they get the money? Then the next one is 400 and, oh, 435 properties are getting an increase between 50 and 100%. Now, when I say properties, that's across the board. That's just residential, commercial, farmland. Yeah. Farmers are going to get smashed. They're absolutely going to be the worst ones off, farmers, out of this. Um, and then the last one, which rate increases over 100%, is 141 properties. So mm. we're, we're pretty much half of our rating pool are getting screwed. Am I allowed to say that? Well, it's too late. You've just said it. It went out. Okay. Um, so sharpening of the pitchforks, you reckon. People are going to get heated over this. I can just see that. Mm. How, how do you think... That's going to be dealt with. Just hide away, I suppose. And well, I don't know. That's not my problem. I'm on the right side of the ledger. I just got to convince enough of them to come over. But look, we've got to do. We've got to fix this for people. We can't. We can't just keep on doing this year in, year out. You know, this, this, this is why I came. This is why I signed up. I've, I've been. This has been smouldering away in me for a long, long time. Hmm. Um, you just can't keep doing it to people. But what can you do? Efficiency gain. Yeah, but you've got to sell that to people who don't, who, who probably don't want to give up what they've got right now. I mean, clipboards, not sure I, walking around with a clipboard is not hard and getting paid for it. It's not them I have to sell it to. It's the other councillors. And okay. I think, I think, I think even in Auckland, you know, you're seeing you're seeing what's happening up there. Um, they're starting to, the tide's starting to swing a little bit against how we've traditionally done things. It is starting to swing. You just have to keep the momentum going and get some real traction. Well, why would the other councillors have to be persuaded? I mean, it's, it's obvious what the problem <laughs> is, right? It's well, staring, it's right conversely, in conversely, some of them think that it's quite okay because they have, I mean, that some of them come from the other side of the spectrum where they think that it's okay for wealthy homeowners to keep on paying. Okay, they're not wealthy themselves. I think if you look at, at the declaration of interest, you probably answer that question for yourself. So we have to fill out a declaration of interest nowadays. And I'm not saying they're not wealthy, but they're, they're modestly comfortable, most of them probably. Yeah. But there seems to be, possibly, could be wrong, some kind of disconnect where you don't feel the pain of the people. 
Yeah, there is that because you you sit there and everything's done at a desktop level. Um, you're not out. You know, you're generally not out. And you mix with who you mix with. So if they mix with people that are comfortable in life, you don't feel the pain of the others. You're not you're not that mum and dad business downtown, you know, the cafe or whatever business they're running. And, and I mean, make no mistake, those people that run a business, and I feel a lot of sympathy for business owners because I'm one myself, um, you struggle to pay your bills, you struggle to keep your staff, you struggle with everything in business in this country now, and then you've got to pay your tax on premises, and then you've got to make enough money to, to live off yourself, and then you've got to pay your tax on your home premises as well. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not having a cry, I'm not having a whinge, but at some point we've got to start respecting that. We've got to actually show some respect for people that put themselves out for it. Okay, so the proposal is being voted on this week, is that correct? Tuesday afternoon. Okay, so tomorrow. All right. So tomorrow. And how do you think it'll go? You make mm. a call? <laughs> um, it's a bit early to make a call. I would like to think that we will get to have some sanity prevail and we'll send it back to be re-looked at. One of the things on our agenda is that, is that you're supposed to be presented with options and we get to choose. That's called decision-making, isn't it? You get, you get a few options put in front of you you weigh up the pros and cons of each and you make a decision. Um, this one, this particular agenda item, guess how many options there are? Tell us. One. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, that's, that's not a decision, is it? I'm not sure they're allowed to do that legally, and that's one of the things I'll be oh, proposing. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, I think, I think um, my limited knowledge of how the world works, I think, They've left themselves very wide open to Mr. and Mrs. Joe Ratepayer filing. Actually, I've got a, I've got a plan for that. They can file very cheaply and inexpensively at one one um, type of court in this country, and it is not subject to judicial review. So, if you are affected, you can go down to the disputes tribunal. You can lodge a dispute. You can pay your ninety dollars. You have no risks of fees being um, costs being charged against you, and the decision is final and it's made on the day. And I'll be encouraging every ratepayer in the district, and I'll have the forms ready for them. And you can broadcast this around New Zealand. I'll hit. They can go and get the forms, and they can lodge at this dispute's dropping up to $30,000 and they can pin it around the fact that the council has not gone through the process properly. Right, like options, like you said. Yep. Yep. And then at that point, if everybody got off their chuffs and did that, there'd be that many disputes tribunal notices lodged in the system, someone would have to start paying attention. In fact, the Taxpayers Union could do this for ratepayers. Auckland Ratepayers Alliance could do this for Auckland ratepayers on their behalf. But they're That's not. actually allowable. I don't think anyone's thought of it. I'm hoping that I'm on the right track, but I'll check that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and people, you said earlier, they have the option of having their properties revaluated, but that costs money, doesn't it? What's that? It How does. It costs less. To, it would cost you less to go to the disputes tribunal, 90 yeah. bucks to lodge your paper. But you might burn up, you know, in revaluation, what you'd extra you pay in rates anyway. So. Yeah, I, I, I think the key to it is if people go down to the disputes, yeah. lodge, pay their 90 bucks, lodge their dispute, name the council, name the name the chief financial officer, 
as a co-respondent. Well, um, they could be, they could be busy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got twenty thousand people lining up in New Plymouth. Yeah, that would gum up the works. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, you, how do you make an omelette? You've got to break a few eggs, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Um, thanks for making a bit of time to tell us about that. And uh, with that vote tomorrow. We're going to be uh, watching that one with interest. We might even get you back to get your thoughts post that. Yeah, I'd happy, happily, I uh, probably could bring along a couple of others too, but that might muddy the waters too much, I guess. Oh, well, let's see what happens, but we'll be, we'll be watching tomorrow. And I'm picking that this is not just going to be, you mentioned Timaru, but, I mean, this is now, but, you know, in a year's time, next time it's set, it, it, it's just up, up, up all the way, isn't it? You can just see. Yeah, and. And then once the once the realignment of the water service kicks in, it's actually going to be a double down effect. There's going to be, there's no good news. There's no good there's no good news on any of this front for people unless they fight back. Okay, Max Bruff, New Plymouth District Councillor. Thanks for coming on and explaining all that. And thanks for uh, having me. It'll be an interesting day tomorrow for sure. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.